0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and throw it away. It is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. It was also said Whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife except on the ground of unchastity makes her an adulteress, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. The Gospel of the Lord. So we carry on in the uh, chapter 5 of Matthew's Gospel, which is a prolonged teaching of Christ as he goes through the Beatitudes and then the uh, continued clarification over the Beatitudes and over what is required by the new law. And here we see the far-reaching permeation of the new law in terms of what is required is that it has to go into the heart, the very depths of the heart, right? It has to enter into our heart and it has to live there so that the Lord is not only concerned about our exterior actions and the things that we do that are visible. He is also not only concerned about the fact that we avoid sin exteriorly, but he looks into the heart and he cares for even the subtlest movements of our interior. And so the permeation of the new law is right into our very depths, right? Right into the, the core of who we are. That is where the new law terminates. That is where it is fulfilled most truly. Because that is where sin arises from, in the heart and in our thoughts, right? So what does it mean to be in the heart? It means to be in our thoughts and in our will. And so when we start to think over things and will them interiorly, the Lord is saying, a sin has already been committed if it is towards Uh, that end, right? Those at the end of mortal sin. And so the Lord watches our interior and he calls us to be also cautious and protective over the interior movements uh, of our heart. And so what we see then if we look back to the first reading for today, we're still with the wonderful prophet Elijah and is right before he is about to hand on this prophetic gift uh, through God's desires to Elisha who will receive a double portion of his spirit. But we can see here that Elijah has fled for his life, right? He's fled for his life because his life is being sought because of what he did on Mount Carmel. And so he has come to a cave and he has lodged there. He's sought protection in something that is natural instead of seeking protection in God, right? So he goes to find a cave, somewhere where he can hide himself because persecution is increasing exteriorly to him. And so he hides himself from this persecution. Now in every age, the church also always experiences a persecution from the world and it can vary in its intensity and sometimes it becomes very intense. And so what we see in the first reading for today is what our response should be to that type of persecution. It is described if by Elijah himself, where he speaks about a jealousy that he has for God. Beautiful jealousy, right? He is jealous. He wants God to be loved above all things. And so his initial motivation is good. But he is fleeing from what the Lord actually wants him to confront. The Lord wants him to be back there. And so the Lord questions him and he says, what are you doing here? <laughs> Why are you here? And Elijah gives a reason, but he does not say, and it is interesting, because you told me to be here. He is not there because the Lord has sent him there. He's there because of all of these other exterior reasons that he tries to give a justification for. I'm here because there's persecution. I'm here because there's suffering. I'm here because I will confront difficulty. I'm here because they might even take my life. The Lord will ask him a second time if you go through this reading also again, but why are you here? (laughs) Why are you here? That's not a sufficient answer. And so then the Lord speaks back to him and says, go, return on your way. Go back to the thing that you fled from. Go back to the situation that you tried to escape. Go back to the work that I called you to do initially and do not flee from it. The Lord wants us to be in the world, but not of the world. He wants the Christian people to permeate the culture, but not to take on the culture into their own hearts. He does want us to guard our interior movements, but he also wants us to accomplish his will. What the Lord wants then is that Elijah will hand on the gifts of the faith in terms of the kingship and the prophetic witness. He is to anoint the next generation. He is to anoint the next king and the next prophet. And this will continue God's work in the world and amongst his people. Just as we are called to hand on the faith despite persecution, despite difficulty, despite suffering, to hand on the faith to the next generation, to give freely what we have received freely, to proclaim boldly, that which was proclaimed boldly to us, the wonderful message of God, and to do all of this according to his word, to do what God wills and not what our fear and lack of courage dictates, to respond to the needs of the proclamation of God's word despite difficulty, despite suffering, And so we pray for that grace, that same fire that filled the prophet Elijah to return to those difficulties. We pray for that same Holy Spirit to animate us and always to cause us to act according to God's will and not according to our fears. Amen.